Welcome, everyone. This is the Wedding Crashers podcast. I'm Charla Story. I'm Jennifer Wilson. And we're really excited to have you here with us today. Um, That sounded so weird. (laughs) Excited to have you here with us today. (laughs) Wherever you are, we're together. We are together. Maybe you're driving to work. Yeah. Maybe you're editing because you're a photographer like yes. me and, and you. like me. By the way, we're photographers. We're both wedding photographers. Wedding photographers. We love our jobs. Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> <laughs> you're so serious right now. <laughs> Which is, uh, we, we are wedding photographers and we wanted to start a podcast. And of course, you know, we're also educators. And so mm-hmm. we really wanted to start an educational podcast, but there's so many out there. And so there are many good ones. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. So we thought we want to have something to offer, but we want it to be a little different. So we decided, you know what we don't have a lot of? Fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have plenty of fun. We just thought, why not have a little more fun? Before you said fun, I was perfect. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So you guys, this is just intended to be fun. It's uh, yes. We can talk about weddings and movies. You know, we plan to talk about what we love, what we hated, and and what people we, we thought were yeah, it. basically who <laughs> what, the things and the people loved hated. Um, so we really can't wait to kick this whole series off. Yeah. So this is for the wedding professionals, the non-wedding professionals. It's just really anyone who wants to spend time with us. Yeah. Or that loves weddings and yeah. movies. I mean, uh, yeah, that true. should be basically 95% so, of the world, I think. So true. I mean, we plan on covering everything from like today with Father the Bride yep. all the way to like Game of Thrones, the red wedding. Yes. So like... There's, it, weddings are everywhere. Everywhere. And you, it's like kind of like when you get a new car and then you see it everywhere. When you're in the <gasps> yes. wedding industry, all you see are weddings. Everywhere. Everywhere. So yeah, we were trying to decide on what we wanted to bring you guys because we knew we wanted to do something and then... Christmas Day, this past Christmas, I was watching Father the Bride with my husband, and I made the remark of, babe, I would not have wanted to photograph this wedding. And then the wedding started to unfold, and I was like, I am an idiot. This is the wedding of my dreams. Yeah. I would have photographed the heck out of this wedding. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at him, and I was like, that's the podcast. Charla and I hashing out weddings together. Yeah. And he was like, that is brilliant. And I think it's great. It's so fun. It's fun. And we still get to talk about all the things that we want to talk about. Ugh, guys, it's just, we're so excited. So, so yeah, join us. And we really want this to be interactive. We have, you can find us on Instagram at the Wedding Crashers Podcast. Send us any recommendations on any movies or shows that that you want to hear. Exactly. So there's a few things that we're going to do in every episode. One, we are always, we're going to take turns doing a 30 second, like cliff note synopsis recap of the movie. Uh, We're always going to have a loved it and hated it segment. Um, Hated it. Wayne's brothers, anybody? Okay. Uh, We are going to name our maid of honor, which is our VIP person, the person we think was most valuable. Yes. And then our villain or... Um, Uncle Bob, or the person who's uninvited. uninvited. Whatever we... We don't know what we're calling them yet. Sure. Gonna, we might leave that up to you. I like villain, for sure, unless you guys can come up with something better. Yeah. I don't want to be like... I don't want to stereotype all the Uncle Bobs, you know? Some end up being Some really are nice. good Uncle Bobs. For, just in case you don't know what Uncle Bob is, in the photography world, it's the guest who brings their professional grade camera yeah. and gets in the way. It could be a woman. Photographer. We're not sexist. Oh, no. So. I forgot what I call... I always call her something. <laughs> Aunt Bobby. Aunt Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I obviously chose Father you did, the Bride. So you have to. It is my all-time. It's one of my favorite movies ever. That's amazing. But it is for sure my favorite wedding movie. So 
I need, so before you do your 30 seconds, and I'm in a timer, guys. She has 30 seconds to tell us what the movie's about. But beforehand, I want you to tell me why. Why is this? Why was this your number one pick? Why is this your favorite movie? And you can't go too much into it, obviously, but... I won't. I... It's, it's one that I remember watching the most growing up with my parents, and I just remember, like, the laughs we had. I think every family should have a movie that they watched a lot together. Oh, that's cute. And I so, love the tradition. Like, there are portions of this movie where I literally remember getting emotional as, like, a small girl and knowing my dad was sitting behind me and crying, but choosing not to look at him. Um, I also <laughs> firmly remember uh, my very first house I ever lived in. We watched it. I turned around and I told my dad to get a jar and start saving. <laughs> so, um, and it takes on different forms. I, yeah. The movie meant something to me as a young girl and something completely different exactly. now that I'm a parent. And that's something that I think we're going to talk a lot about as yeah. we watch movies because they, they're all at different times in our life and different times in the world. So, yeah, well, who does think love Steve Martin? I love Steve Martin. God, I love him. Okay. So, are we ready? Are you, hold on. Let me push start you have 30 seconds and three two one okay so it's the early 90s we have steve martin he is father of the bride to be uh we start off in their beautiful home it is like the house everyone knows the father of the bride house uh his daughter annie has been in rome for a year they sent her off and apparently she just hasn't called and kept in contact with them because they sit down to dinner and she's like by the way i've fallen in love and he's wonderful and we're getting married and he imagines her as like a six-year-old telling her telling him all these things and they're like what the heck you're getting married but like her mom nina is like trying to be really supportive and happy and he's just like taken back and the fact that like she's just like my, I need to get better at that. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish because we still need to know what the movie's about, but <laughs> I actually am rather impressed with how fast you were talking to. Wow, guys, 30 <laughs> seconds goes, I thought it went by fast when I was in athletics running volleyball like lines, but it went by way faster talking about a movie I love. Anyways, she, they get like blindsided and she's in love and she's getting married and then he's like there within an hour to meet them, which is just a lot. So we walk through like what it's like to be a father of the bride mm-hmm. who honestly just wasn't even expecting this to fall on his lap at that moment. And they, we go all the way through the wedding. We meet wedding planners, singers, all the things. And you just get to kind of watch him fall more in love with his daughter at the same time of having yes. to let her go. And it's, it's exciting. It's awesome. It's cute. And I suck at 30 second recaps. <laughs> you, do. you do. I'll get fail. to try again. <laughs> Big time fail. Fail. That's okay. I just love it so much. I do. I, I love that it's from a father's perspective mm-hmm. and that it's almost like he's telling us this. Well, it is like he's telling yeah. us this story and Steve Martin's amazing to begin with. But to hear a dad's perspective of a wedding is really different and yeah. interesting. It's and not so something think, we yeah, see a lot of. it's not. And we don't really ask or hear their opinion much. So it's really cute. And you're right. Like he was so excited to even just see her from coming home from Rome. Yes. He goes and picks up her bike and has it all fixed yes, up for her. And like, his secretary calls and says she's landed, and I know he says something to the effect of, like, you know how it is. It's always better when your your kids', kids feet on the are ground. on the ground. Yes. And every time I'm in the air, I have to let my dad know when I've landed because he has said that to me. Yeah. And obviously knowing that I know oh. the quote. When Seth has flown alone, mm-hmm. I literally am yeah. counting the moments. Like, I'm tracking. I'm, like, refreshed tracking that flight like nobody's <laughs> business. Yeah. Because um, you just want them to be on the ground. So, I mean, he hasn't seen her in a year. And as we come to find out, he she hasn't been in very good contact with him. Like, how dare you fall in love and not let your parents I know. know? I guess in, in her defense, at least, it's 1991. And right. for those of you that, you know, 
weren't around. Or most of you at this point, I imagine. Yeah. In 1991, you would only be able to call long distance and like a five minute long distance phone call was like $800. Right. Yeah. It was so a lot of money. She could have done like the commercial. She could have called Collect and been like, Dad, we ought to baby it's a boy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dad, I got engaged. <laughs> Dad, I met a man where I engaged. Love you, bye. But like, why not write a letter? And it's not like the banks is are short on money. Like, I have a hard time Nobody thinking. named Banks. Think about even Mary Poppins. Those Banks are hard on money. Why wasn't I born at Banks? Um, <laughs> but, like, I, have, I find it hard to believe that they didn't go visit her, too. So, I just, Oh, I would. I would My 21-year-old girl, Harold? Yes. I would, I would struggle to even let her go. Yeah, so of course I mean, I'd be visiting. He's just, like, ecstatic to have her back. And then they're eating dinner, and she's being all weird, and she's like... I fell in love, and he's brilliant, and he's amazing, and we're getting married, and I'm like, that's a big bomb. Mm, it's a big bomb. It's really upset. There's a lot. Like, you would like to think that you raised your child in a way that they would know that they really shouldn't, in my opinion, maybe be marrying somebody before they've met each other's families. Yeah. Just as lot. somebody who's done it, you're very similar to your family, so yeah. I think that it's valuable to meet somebody's family first. Yeah. But I will say that's my favorite scene, is, is her... They're at dinner. She's telling him, and in his head, he sees his daughter, and then all of a sudden, he envisions her as a six-year-old saying the exact same words, and I swear to God, (laughs) that has happened to me with Seth. I have literally (laughs) watched him talk to me about adult things and just seen him as an 11-year-old or a 10-year-old, and I'm like, what is happening? Because... It goes by so fast. So fast. And how so, old is he now? Yeah. Oh, so those of you that don't know, I have an adult child. He is 19. So this movie was actually very emotional for me because mm-hmm. I think I'm at least in the realm where I have to think about being the mother it's coming of soon. the groom someday. Yeah. But to, you know, I, I said something the other day, like probably in the next decade, and Jesse was like, I can't believe you would say that. But in reality, yeah. Seth will be 29. There's a there's a pretty there's a very good, good chance. chance. I mean, I think men should probably be like 30 because they got to grow up, but that's just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or that's just me projecting that on my son so that he'll take his time. Whatever makes them happy will be fine. But I have an adult child, so it it really hits home to think about having an adult child from his perspective and watching them grow up and really having to learn how to be happy for them and let them go, even though it brings you misery. Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my really good friends who just had a baby and she was like, I mentioned that she's already growing up. She's been around for like three weeks. Oh. She was like, oh, I've already cried. We had to put away some newborn onesies. And I was like, honestly, it's just you get constantly reminded of how proud you are and you remember where they've come. And it's this mixture of emotions. And I feel like that's what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel honestly feel like he was feeling a little bit robbed. And that, yes. to me, like sets the trajectory for the first half of the movie. Trajectory? Trajectory. <laughs> Trajectory for the no, it's trajectory from trajectory now on forever. Uh, for the whole first half of the movie, George is kind of stuck yeah. in this state of shock that um, he hasn't really dealt with his feelings. Mm, being uh, being a parent is, I think, the most bittersweet thing in the world i as soon as seth hit 13 i cried almost every single day i know that sounds stupid but the whole time i was like t minus five years t minus four and a half years t minus four to where i thought he's just gonna leave and not need me anymore but actually it was way before he was 18 that he didn't need me anymore anymore. so that was an incorrect countdown but that being said like you're proud and excited for them and you're mourning that you realize they're never going to be a baby or a small child again and that that innocent time is over, over and you can't let it go because because you didn't think it was going to happen so fast so it's bittersweet because you want your child to find somebody that makes them yeah. happy and get married but you just 
you hope that you got to be a little bit more involved. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We had a pastor once who, who like got a huge jar and I forget for how many years, maybe once his girls were little, he put in a penny for every Saturday he would have with them until they went to college Mm -hmm. and he would take one out. And towards the end of his first daughter's pennies running out, we were at that church and it was, it was cute, but it was a strong reminder that he had to, you know, make the most of his time with her. And I admired that a lot. And I think that's so much of like what shapes this entire Mm -hmm. movie is George is like, very quickly being forced to realize that that chapter, that entire book for him as being like one of the starring roles in her story mm-hmm. is coming to an end. Aww. And it was kind of stripped from him. I know. It's so sad. And I feel, I feel for him. Aww. I really do. But I love, I love him because like they meet, they meet Brian and he obviously is coping. But then he gets thrown into this like whirlwind. The next day he's expected to go and meet his parents and like no. Annie and Brian aren't even there. There's, it's so it's awkward. It's so awkward. Real quick side note: It's I should have done that with the pennies. Instead, I just Seth made me put money into a jar when I got caught cussing. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth earned money for a less amazing way. I like Seth. Uh, yeah, he was like a smart one. He'd be like quarter. I heard that. Um, <laughs> which also, by the way, like she mentions, Dad. You forget that I can't. I can still hear I you a room away. I wrote real. that down. I remembered that and was like, "Yeah, they can. They're counting their quarters when you drop those <laughs> f bombs." So, but no, you're right. It, he's he's having a struggle town, and I think it's who wouldn't. Your oh, daughter I comes home from a year. Mess. She's engaged. By the way, he's on his way. By the way, tomorrow you're going to meet his parents. I would, I'm not even going to be there. And he lo- like he even says, "I don't like change." So I love this little name. This little town because it doesn't change i don't love change i both love it and don't love it i resist it Uh i would be losing my mind if seth came home and i was just supposed to accept and 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 be excited for immediately many things well how convenient is it that brian's parents just happen to live in the same city like that's super weird but they met in rome like okay hollywood i mean i have had a few couples where it's like we grew up a street from each other and never knew each other and i'm like okay it does happen but But like i guess that's how you know it's meant to be i guess (laughs) But, so I love him so much that, like, in his own George Banksness, he's at this house that's huge, and he has to go to the bathroom, and he starts snooping, and ends up falling into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, an action that will later mean that he's going to have to, like, suck up his pride for the sake of his love for his daughter to save this impending wedding that kind of falls into shambles because... Brian later accuses him of snooping in his dad's desk and Annie doesn't believe it. So like his own weirdness ends up meaning that he has to like accept this man and that Annie loves him and kind of save this wedding. I I have to say that I feel for George when he has the debacle with the checkbook because it's so me. Like if I do choose to follow <laughs> my weird desires occasionally to like I want to know more there's all like you get that gut feeling that I shouldn't there's be doing this if I yes if I pass over the threshold of discomfort <laughs> and I know it's wrong and I do it anyway something happens and spirals out of control so I like I'm so George in that scene it's I, it's kind of sad imagining <laughs> you in those sticky situations gives me so much life <laughs> but like that feeling is so real like you know in his head he was like, if I could just turn back time. If I could turn, turn back, back time. 
He was living. And he's yelling at these dogs who literally want to eat him for breakfast. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a lot. Poor George. So, really quick. You keep saying George Banks, and that is totally his name in the movie. And the whole time, I think we're talking about Mary Poppins. So I totally just looked it up. The dad in Mary Poppins' name is literally George Banks. What? <laughs> so... We see you, Hollywood. Hollywood! Ingrain this in our brain. But I just had to. Okay. Yeah, you had to make sure. I had no. to. George and Nina Banks were the parents. Um, and then her little brother's name is Maddie. So just FYI. But yeah, poor George. I mean, to be completely humiliated. Like, can you imagine meeting your child's like future in laws and then all of a sudden <laughs> one of them's in the pool? Like, what are you to think <laughs> at that point with your checkbook? To be honest, I think I would probably look at Jesse and be like, hey, at least they're going to keep it spicy. Yeah, I, I like them. <laughs> at least it won't be boring. It won't be boring. That's <laughs> Can't wait to get to know these guys better over sure. the rest of our lives. That's for sure. But he's such a he's such a trooper because I feel like a lot of men in general would feel like it's too much or I've been victimized. I need my space and weddings are girly or whatever. But in some short amount of time, they eventually go and they like start interviewing wedding planners and mm-hmm. George is along for the ride. And I think we probably have both seen that go really well with dads being yes. involved and had some experiences yes. that weren't as, you know, ideal with dads being super involved. But what I love about George's involvement is that he just shows up and he has his opinion, but more than anything, he is supportive. And when he's wrong, he's open to hearing that he's wrong. Yeah, he, he fixes it. He does well. He he does well. He takes it well he and does. he's like, okay, I need a reasonable. Yes, he does go to jail. <laughs> and you know, I think all of us have contemplated losing our mind about oh, the buns. Yes. Hot dog. So he goes to jail because he's at the store and hot dog. He wants to know why hot dog buns aren't in the same number as hot dogs. And I think that this is one of the biggest conundrums. Of our lifetime. Human life. Why don't we have a matching number? All I can think is that, like, what if you go to toast a hot dog bun and you accidentally burn it? You're going to be really thankful that you, that you have an extra bun. I but guess. I have literally had moments where something else has spiraled out of control in life and you want to control something and you just need one thing. things to make sense since yeah and you're like you know what i just want to lose my mind right now in the store and i don't care if i get arrested and he does in my mind i think more about laying on the floor and crying really loud but (laughs) you do you either way i would likely be arrested yeah i have never been arrested i'm not looking to do so but if i did i would prefer that it was over emotional (laughs) stress yeah i mean the charges for that are gonna be a lot lower i mean it was just verbal assault he's yelling about the big shot at the hot dog (laughs) bun company meeting up with the big shot at the hot dog i know how this feels yeah i'm telling you i can i relate to this george banks more than i really thought i could i'm over here like oh my god you're like this is me this is me (laughs) but yeah he goes and he meets frank egelhofer (laughs) who is Martin Short, who has made up this accent just for the sake of this movie. You ask him where he got this accent, and he says he literally does not know. (laughs) It's just Frank, right? And they sit down, and I think we both probably thought this was funny. He's like, to some sort, he's like, the the way your wedding will be is based off the decision of the cake. So let's choose that first. What kind of wedding do you want? Because it's all based, based off, off the cake. cake. So and that was the first big decision maker. Maybe that's the way it was in the 90s. I'm like, is that the thing in the 90s? But well, I, mean, I remember, everybody would ask about the cake. the cake. But how was the cake? And what did the cake look like? And when True. people have a big grand cake, you're like, oh my god, it was a it five-tier was a cake. cake. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess the first real big decision was we're going to have it at home. 
And they came to him with the venue and the date already chosen. Yeah. And thank God their home is what it is. It's like, beautiful. What if it was... I'd get married at their house. I think all of us would get yeah. married at that house. A tinted, a tinted wedding at home is so intimate uh, and unique and pretty. And when they're done right, mm-hmm. there's really nothing like it. It just sets the stage for like the most intimate, yes. emotional day. What I think was really fun in the movie is that when... Um, George Banks and or Steve Martin uh-huh. is imagining a backyard wedding. He's imagining like the blue and white checkered barbecue, barbecue print and she's plus. just in like a little sundress and yes. she's like, my dream backyard wedding with barbecue. With barbecue. And I think that's what most people think, but in reality, a lot of, some of the most beautiful weddings that I have personally ever witnessed were a tinted at home, at home. wedding. It's truly amazing it's what people are capable of doing. Well, um, I feel like it all, it makes it so personal that like you feel like you want that wedding to be a representation of your home and yeah. your love for your child um, in, a, in a different way than if you're renting a venue. And yeah. I think it's really well, cool. There's nothing more special than having people that you love in one place that you call home where you break yeah. bed, bread together to celebrate. I mean, that's, that's like just as good as it gets. one huge giant Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Which is... Amazing. I mean... I did a long table at my own wedding, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, why'd you do family-style food? And I said, I wanted, I wanted to, to feel like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That was the thought behind our wedding, too, but we got rained out. We're not going to talk about it. It's fine. It's fine. We're <laughs> fine. Speaking of getting rained out, they got snow, snow on the wedding out. day. I mean, he got thrown so many, but like... But I loved that they kept it real, because yes. shit happens at every wedding. Yes. Every time. Every single wedding, there's going to be something. You gotta I let love, it go. It's still, it was still beautiful with snow on the ground. It was even probably more beautiful. Yeah. I love it because Frank's assistant, and I always forget Harry. His name's Harry Holmes. <laughs> uh, I always forget, but then I remember, he's like, oh, but it's white. Thank God it works. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it does work. Yeah. I love whenever it snows at weddings. I do. But, I mean, he goes through, let's see, they meet Frank, and it's like, let's choose the cake. And then very quickly, it's like they show up to the to the house, and George is like trying to make his old suit from their own wedding from 1975 work. He's like serenading them to Pussycat Pussycat yes. up in the attic. What does he say? He says something like, uh, um, what? looking good, my man. <laughs> to himself. What's whoa, new, Pussycat? pussycat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Frank shows up with his entire entourage, which, like, let's just talk about another onslaught of decisions coming right at you. I don't feel like that ever happens. Like, a planner bringing no. a caterer, a wedding singer to your home. Like, it's just a lot. They show a good up. planner. No, oh, yeah, to not do a good it in, in waves in so that you don't have too much anxiety. Yeah. They show up and they start drilling, like, holes in the ceiling without mm. approval and all this stuff. And that's right before he spirals out into hot yeah. dog doom. Yeah, hot dog doom. <laughs> I do think that. Like, one thing that they represented really well was the, uh, a lot of people in the wedding industry get to be a really big commodity. Like, people are, mm-hmm. are sought after. They're borderline, like, famous. Yeah. Um, very high-end. Everybody wants to be like them. And, obviously, we, so many of them, we love them. Some of them are friends. We love them. Yeah. But what's really great about them is they don't have this ego. And Frock definitely mm. seemed to kind of show up with this entourage and this ego that he was a very important person. And I think it's a good reminder for me when I see things like that to be like, hey, we should never have an ego. We're just trying to make other people's dreams come true. So 
I know some planners out there probably do. Maybe some other. I'm sure there's tons of all kinds of vendors that yeah. have an ego. Yeah. But check yourself before you wreck yourself, fool. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to have an ego. Go into these things excited to make people's dreams come true. And just remember, it's their first time. Yeah. Because what he said something. He's flipping through the book of uh-huh. cakes. And he's like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. And like a part of me loves that because I love that like it's overdone. I'm not going to do it. We mm-hmm. need to be fresh. You're going to thank me later. But then a part of me is like, but maybe that's what she, like. Yeah, maybe that's just, what, the, what, you if, know. what if that's what they would have liked. And I, I think we all get stuck there. Yeah. I also want to be like, okay, then, Frank, update your book. Like, take it out. <laughs> you know, like you seem pretty anal about other things. Yeah, exactly. Make sure your portfolio is up to date. But yeah, so I mean, he shows up and I think you're right. He does. Frank does have this air of, I'm really good at what I do, and my opinion is very important, and there are moments, it is, there are moments of the movie where I'm like, Frank is everything, and then there are other moments of the movie where I'm like, Frank, I am so frustrated with you as a (laughs) vendor, like, as a professional, I'm like, I see you, and that was not okay, Um, but I love him, I love him, I think that we both had a moment where we were like, that team that they hired for their wedding was like aces. Oh, like, yeah. So good. So good. When have I ever said aces? I don't know. We're saying things we've never said before. <laughs> it's weird what a microphone I'm gonna does. I'm start talking you. like I'm from the 50s. That's aces. <laughs> also, I'm Southern. Yeah. Listen. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love, I love that they're shoveling snow and you know, that's yeah. like, that's something that the right team and an amazing team on your wedding day brides, like, listen up when you hire an amazing team, they were not paid to shovel that snow. They probably didn't want to shovel that snow, but they care as much about that event mm-hmm. feeling and looking and going off well, that they will do whatever they have to do to make sure it works. Exactly. Yeah. Which also again happens when they have to move a million cars in the middle of the wedding and causes dad to kind of miss out yeah. on a lot of really important moments. Well, so that's like that dichotomy I was just talking about. There's moments where I love Frank and then moments where I'm like, where were you? Yeah. Because basically Steve Martin's trying to save as much money as possible as wherever he can. And, um, he doesn't want to hire enough parking attendants <laughs> and they're having a wedding at home, you know? And so completely unrealistically, he pulls out his like 11 year old son and his best friend and himself and they start moving all these cars. And it's just like that, that would never happen. Right. Never. But forget the little kid aspect. It should (laughs) never be the dad. I forget. What did you say? You said, uh, like every parent should have their wingman. Like if something happens, I need you to take care of this so I can enjoy this event. And this is, we've been watching several wedding movies, movies and, and shows. And definitely one of the things that keeps reappearing in my mind is that we need, yeah, they need a wingman. Yeah. That you're like, if I need to punch XYZ. someone yeah. or move something or do something, I need my wingman to handle it while I'm with my family. You only yeah. get to be, you only get, hopefully you only get married once. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your children only get married once. And that being there to witness it needs to be what's most important. Yeah. Well, and so like George completely gets robbed of so many moments of that wedding, which honestly, realistically, he would have never been robbed yeah. of anyways. But because he was given stuff on his plate to do that wasn't his responsibility, he doesn't get to dance with his daughter, which would have been scheduled. Never would happen. That would have been scheduled. They would have found him. But still, I I will say as a wedding photographer, one thing that I love about this movie is that, one, it's very much focused on the good emotion of a wedding and not necessarily as much on the drama. And then number two is it's... It reminds me that, like, yes, it's obviously all about the bride and the groom, but 
there's a lot of emotion that everybody has when you're bringing a family together. And mm-hmm. I think it's a nice reminder that like parents are really, really, really involved and they yeah. really, really care and their thoughts and feelings and desires are important. So yeah. like, I know our client is the bride and groom, but really our client is everyone that's a part of the family. Cause we want to please all of them. Right. We want them to all feel loved and appreciated and important. So yeah, I mean, a nice I've, reminder. I've had brides kind of walk through moments with their parents and just, I think as a, especially as a photographer, you have so many intimate moments with them throughout the journey that like they'll just kind of vent to you for things sometimes. And I have had to walk so many of my brides through this notion of like, give everyone you love a little bit of grace during wedding season, Mm -hmm. because like you really are moving, especially your parents, they're moving from being a main character in this book of your life. And it's not the end of a chapter, like graduating from college. Like they're still in your top, like two, you know? Um, but whenever you're getting married, they're literally closing the book of childhood Mm -hmm. and they're releasing you fully. And like grief can do some things It can make you say things you don't mean. It can make you buy things you never really (laughs) wanted to. It can make you feel like your opinion needs to be heard even louder because you're not feeling heard. You're not feeling like your feelings matter. So I just always try and implore my brides to remember that anyone who's acting a little weird around the wedding, they're probably experiencing some shade of grief. Anybody that knows me well knows that I get emotional easily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I cry at almost every movie, whether I'm happy, mad, sad. Yeah. I just, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm strong. But I definitely am also a giant little wuss. And I'm sappy. Yeah. So for me, it's like he he cared so much about the wedding. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted everything to be great. And he wanted to spend time with her. And then there were these, just the flashes of her being a child. And I know I already yeah. said it. But literally, it was... It's there's so many times when Seth was growing up that I just was envisioning him doing things as a kid and I would have legit breakdowns. Yeah. We Jesse and I would be out to dinner and I would just be talking about Seth and I would start bawling because I would be upset that he's, you know, about to turn eighteen and move away. And it would in in the middle of a restaurant, I'm looking at the person the one person I'm with and I'm crying and I can't hold my like I'm Right. <laughs> and Jesse's Aww. like, It looks like I just did something to you. And then I would start laughing and there's so many times that he's like, people are really upset with me right now and they don't Uh even know why, but I feel bad for him and I just, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I, some of my absolute favorite movie movies, moments Moments. in this movie are when he comes down the stairs and she's asleep and has the magazines and he just, something about seeing your kids sleeping, you're just like filled with all the emotion. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty moment when he decides to let go and just uh, give her what, yeah, what she wants. Because she's not being bratty about it, right? Yeah, yeah, she's trying she to figure out a DIY to way. please her dad, and her dad wants to please her. So that's yeah. a good moment. And then they have a thing where they play basketball, and so right after she uh, told her told him that she was getting engaged or was engaged, they started to play basketball. And then they play basketball the night before the wedding because she can't sleep, and like I brought me to tears. Oh, every time it makes it's, me cry. It's so special. And as vendors, like we need to remember, like not everyone is, and I'm going to try not to get emotional on this podcast because we said it's for fun, remember? (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, it's unlikely that I'll be able to survive without crying. But 
not everybody gets to have their dad at a wedding. Right. And so like, yeah. we need to make sure we're taking the time to capture those moments and mm-hmm. to be, and for planners to be building the time in for those moments mm-hmm. and for all the other vendors to not be interrupting those moments. Right. Because that might be something that not long from now you look back on and you cherish the most. Yeah. Because you know, my second wedding, I didn't get to have my dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to have him walk me down the aisle. Um, and I didn't get to have that dance. And so yeah. I just, it can be, you can, you don't even realize how much you'll yearn after it. And yeah. so like when I'm shooting weddings, like I get emotional yeah. watching a, a, a dad daughter dance or a dad daughter first look, or even hear the things that he says before they walk down the aisle. Right. And so that was always very emotional for me. But now that Seth is an adult, I also get emotional when the bride and groom do their dance because I can't imagine watching how long, him yeah, and then you get to have a dance, yeah. you know, it's, mm. it's just a lot. I, I completely, I completely agree. I think Obviously, our number one priority any wedding day should be the bride and groom. Yeah. But if you're caring truly for a bride and groom, that also means you're caring for the people they yes, love. Yes, it's true. So, yeah. But I love so much that they had a thing. That, like, as a father-daughter duo, they had a thing. They had a thing. Yes. And, like, he was probably a... I mean, we know he was. He was an emotional wreck both times <laughs> that he went out there to seek her out. Yeah. And to have a moment. And, mm-hmm. like, he came out of the first one being like, okay, he's coming. I'm going to meet him. What's his name again? Brian. <laughs> Great. And he's like, I want to meet you where you are. And it's like sacred ground out on their basketball court together. And they come out clean. And I love that the last one, yeah, she can't sleep and everything's changing. And she feels like she's turning in her key to her house. And he's just having this mm-hmm. moment with her. And then it starts to snow. And it's like even more symbolism of a new beginning. Yeah. But the fact that he got to share that symbolism of a new beginning with her was like, this is so like, uh, what the, it's like theology. Like he got to share a new beginning with her, which is what I think his heart wanted more than anything. So that moment was such a gift for the two of them. Um, but yeah, it just blankets the entire new beginning and white. It's so beautiful. I, I, I love Brian that he's wearing Nikes. Yes. <laughs> I love that the parents are like judging him like he's wearing Nikes. Well, I don't know. George what... owns a tennis shoe company. Oh, okay. See, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, I didn't catch yeah. that. I just was like, what was wrong with Nikes no, no, in 91? So he, he owns a tennis shoe company <laughs> called Sidekicks. Okay. And they make tennis shoes. Okay. And so Brian walks in the house and he sees the bag. He's like, he's wearing Nikes. <laughs> and Nina's like, get a hold of yourself. Oh my but God. I mean, especially being from the same city where Sidekicks was you know, born. Yeah. I probably would feel like a little bit of a She jab. should have given him the memo then on that one because I'm over here like, Nikes are the bomb. Right? No, her dad owns a tennis shoe company. I guess it's kind of like whenever someone Those... you love hires someone else to do pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just over here thinking about the new Nike Vapor Max and I'm like... <laughs> If you saw me in those sweet babies, your judgment would be like, hey, girl, hey. Hey, I love you. <laughs> but, Give me those you know. shoes. Also, like when they go to meet the in-laws, I love this, and I, I had to make sure to bring it up. They're like the the mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Brian the, the Banks. Oh, the Banks. The Banks. Not the McKids. Yeah, okay. so her her parents. Um, they're like arguing, walking up to the door, like, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. We're not here to please them. <laughs> and I just had this moment where like, there's so many times that his wife is trying to encourage him to like check loosen himself, up. loosen up, fix his behavior. And they like, having little back and forth arguments. 
about how they should be behaving. And it just goes to show that like, they might be gray haired, but you're never adult. You never become an adult. <laughs> you never have it together. <laughs> you're always resisting <laughs> change, just saying what you feel. Cause you think that you're supposed to be an adult. So, yeah. um, never becoming adults is certainly a goal of mine. I feel True. exactly the same as when I was, I child, honestly so. love George and Nina's relationship yes. so much because they are just so real yeah. with each other. Like she, she fully sees him. Yes. She's like, <laughs> comes to get him out of prison and she makes him do this vow to her to repeat it back to her. I will stop unbuttoning my top collar button. He's like, I don't do that. And while he's do- saying that he's doing it. And then she's like, I'll stop telling everyone how much this wedding is costing me. And he's like, I haven't been. And then the bailiff is like, yeah, I know how much it is. And he's, and he's like $250 ahead. And yeah. she looks at him. I'm like, yeah. So $250 ahead. Yeah. yeah. We, we did some, we did some, some math. math. It turns out we, we can, can do, do some math. <laughs> <laughs> so they quoted him approximately 250 per person. That was including everything. Um, With so, inflation. Yeah. So back then that would have in 1991, that would have been 37, $38,000 today. It's $70,000. And yeah. that was for 125 people, 150, 150 people. So I think, I think that's very, I think that's probably pretty, yeah. pretty much on par. Yeah, I think 150 people, 70,000 at home. Here's something, brides, for you to know. Everybody thinks, oh, I have land or I have a big, beautiful home so I can get married there and I can save money. No, it's Actually, often don't. more. It's often more because you don't you don't have an easy space. You have to bring everything in. You need yeah. to be able to have electricity and bathrooms. and So yeah. just it's a lot to know and think about. But just they had a $70,000 wedding. Their wedding today... I would not be seventy thousand. No. That's what they paid then. Today, for sure, that would be about one hundred and twenty-five. If not more, if not more, yeah. because it was. Beautiful. Let's talk about the wedding for a second. It was so beautiful, it and it's beautiful. Covered in our favorite thing, which is floral. Floral. They did. Everywhere. They used a lot of Easter lilies. Maybe not my first choice, no. but honestly, still very classic and beautiful. Yeah, and for the nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, lilies are were right on par. They were. They had greenery all throughout the house. Oh my gosh, hanging from the ceiling. Go, the stairs were draped I, and in they, floral. Yes, they had greenery and floral. It was. If I showed up now, I'd be like, wow. Yeah, wow. It was. So it was good. beautiful. They had cocktails, so they had the church, which yeah. had the church had the, again with the candelabras, oh, candelabras, so good. tapered candles. They were lit, so nice to be able to light candles, right? Okay, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I know fire's destructive. I get it, but we're like, all adults. At least at the church, we haven't been drinking yet. Yes, like give me the benefit of a doubt, and like. Thing is, is if something catches on fire, it's not like everyone's gonna run away. Someone's gonna try and put it out. Nothing's exactly. going to be destroyed. It's, li- it's most likely gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, get that insurance. Yeah, it'll be okay. So the church was beautiful. It had red carpet, which is actually something we run into a lot. And I'm not gonna lie, guys, it's not our favorite. Red carpet is a big no-no. But what they put down a white runner, game changer, and it brightened up the space. I was telling Charla, I appreciated so much how they worked with the palette. Mm-hmm. I think so often... Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Yes. And when you do fight it, <laughs> it's, it's like, well, I wanted my bridesmaids to wear this color, but you also chose this church. Like, it's so hard to make those images work as beautifully as what you would hope. So they knew that, and they put down a white runner. Franck, man. <laughs> I just remember, like, I told Michael, I was like, I would not want to shoot this wedding today. And I'd seen the movie, like, 500 times. And then the wedding unfolds before me after saying oh, that. so beautiful. Love and shit. kicks me in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... 
I would shoot that wedding every weekend. Mm-hmm. It was so, so lovely. Even her dress. I mean, it was it was really classic and beautiful, yeah. which at least matched her wedding. Because that's yes. ultimately like what really needs to go down is everything needs to match and yeah. make sense. So and it totally said. did. So I thought they did very well for 1991. And I loved how much emphasis they had on picking a great team from the beginning. From the Because that's the game beginning. changer for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Franck, like when they go to his office, I think it's funny that he has tables and linens <laughs> and like florals set already up. set up. Yeah. Um, I know some people in the wedding industry still do that, but that was mm-hmm. definitely much bigger back then where they had these yeah. big production companies. All these, like vignettes. Yeah, you can come see everything. For the brides to look at, which I feel like could be beneficial for them to like be able to get a visual and be like, I love this, I don't love this. Yeah. But I'm not a planner, so I don't know. Uh, what? You have something in your notes, don't you? I do. So. But I think I'm ready to talk. I'm like trying not to hurry up and get to what I, the loved and hated it segment, but I think I'm ready. I think we're ready. Are we ready? Okay. 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 We'll do loved it first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> loved it. And loved it and hate it are always going to be aesthetics. Yes. Um, so my, oh, my loved it. I mean, we already talked so much about the candles and the floral, but my, probably my biggest loved it. It, it honestly might've been her dress really Mm -hmm. for me I think it was the stairs yeah because they spent so much time on the stairs and and then him having the visions of her coming down the stairs as a child and then through with her college stuff on I am I can't help it people you had no idea did you (laughs) based on my Instagram you're like travel has feelings Um, so many feelings (laughs) so sentimental Um, and I love that so now I I want to change my answer but I won't do you want to change it to the stairs? No, I'm not going to copy you. I'm it's not good, my though. Life. It's good, right? It's good. It's very good. What I but like, they were beautiful and meaningful. I can't help myself. Well, and like Maddie almost. And the cake. Maddie you know. pretends to ruin them. And yes. It's just so funny. <laughs> well, he sees Nina come down yeah. them and they mm-hmm. have a moment, which. Yes. Oh, we. Yeah. She's going to cry again. <laughs> I, I did cry. I was like, I couldn't even say the words. I don't know if I'll be able to say it now, but. She says it's so special that. Her and me, that both kids, their parents are still married. Yeah. And that they are still in love and they're watching something that was born from their love fall in love. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, we I feel like getting to encounter marriages that are still healthy is still, it's very much a rarity and a treasure in our industry. I, it, it got me for sure. Because, you know, I lost my dad and my parents are still married and uh well i mean and they still are but yeah. um until my you know whatever anyway right. so when i got divorced from my first wedding my first experience with divorce was my own and yeah. so i and i really think that i was so lucky to lean into people that were still happily married and tell yeah. me guess what my mom and dad were each other's second marriage mm-hmm. so they were almost like hey there's a really good chance you're going to get it right the next time. <laughs> Hope so, Jesse. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I think you're doing just fine. I love him. I love you guys together. Okay, so there's a few more things that I have to talk about that I loved. Okay. I know we mentioned that we loved that they covered the red carpet. Yes. Absolutely. Loved the stairs. Yes. I loved the bow on the back of her dress. Yes. Yeah. That's what I... Okay, so let me talk about my loved it. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, thanks for reminding yeah, me. I almost <laughs> forgot to talk about myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved her dress because in my head, I told Michael, I said, I, but I don't like her dress. I remember I hate her dress. And then they pan in on her dress and I'm like, no, I would shoot that today. And I'm thinking like maybe without the bow. And then I see the bow and I love the bow. And then I'm like, well, maybe the lace. And I'm like, no, designers everywhere are copying the lace. And then the blusher and the veil is just 
So good. Now I we agree. And it's so her. Yes, it's so yeah. her. And I think that's, that's why what I matters. loved it yes, so much. Exactly. It's so Annie. And then she's got on sidekick shoes underneath. She so has cute. Which is another odd shoes. to her dad. Yes. I want They're so sweet. I wanna be George. I want to be. You want Seth to wear your favorite shoes. I mean, I just want. I just want Seth to love me the way she loves her dad. Well, yeah, I mean, which so, means I'm sure he does, but I think he does. <laughs> well, and so like they're processing back down the aisle, and she stops and has a moment with her dad. I know, and I've seen that a few times it's in my special. career, and I have cried behind my camera both times to take a moment and be like. It's just such a huge monument. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for getting me yes. here. I just think that's amazing. Eye contact with no words is actually oh, one of my all-time favorite we things. That. We should do that. Let's just... What am I thinking right now? I know. I'm good looking. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was awkward for anyone else. Go find someone and just stare at them. It was nice. But even, like, even when you're traveling to other countries and you don't, you can't speak yeah. the same language, yeah. or even with my dogs, <laughs> I feel like we can stare into each other's yes, eyes and have an important moment. I completely There's agree. And I, I love that, I feel like Annie, although I completely am mad at her for other reasons, I do feel like she put a precedent on making people feel that she loved them. Yes. And I feel like that is why I it's love important. her own intention with her own look. And yeah. I... I love her dress because there was a season where I hated it and mm-hmm. now I don't. And yep. that just proves it's timelessness yep. to me. Exactly. And we go through things that we like and don't like trends. Yeah. Okay. I loved, like I said, I loved her bow. I have to say, I loved that the groomsmen walked the bridesmaids down the aisle. Glory to Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's so much better than yeah. having these. It's always like, Surprise! There's a lot of good-looking men coming yeah. out of nowhere when they don't walk the yeah. bridesmaids down. Well, and the last one is the groom, so you can't even really get a picture of him walking down because he's covered by his dudes. Right. It's so just... this is better. We get to focus on the groom. They get to have a moment where they walk down. The girls probably feel better not being alone, all yes. eyes on them. It's just good. They did it at my wedding this last weekend. It was good yes, then. Same. It's good always. Ladies, listen. I don't understand. I don't even remember when we started making this shift of let's send send them down at separate times. Like, what is? What is the appeal? I do players, feel free to let us know. Well, in my opinion, I would beg to ask, why do the bride and groom even, or the bridesmaids and groomsmen need to walk down at all? At all. Why do they need to stand there at all? At all. Which is why I didn't do that. Yeah. But everybody do your own, but I would definitely start on the leg of asking why we're doing something. I don't need you to stand there and not worry about locking your legs and passing out. I think every decision for a wedding should come through the why. I mean, I always try and tell my clients, I'm like, Think of the three words you want to leave yeah. you and your guests with at the end of your wedding. Come up with those three. And yeah. if something doesn't align with them, bye, baby. Right. You know? We love our threes. We're like, pick the three most important things. Yeah. I mean, threes <laughs> are nice. Yeah. Like photography. <laughs> and flowers. And, and a planner. There we go. We're eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the chipper chicken. The chipper chicken. <laughs> okay, there's one more thing I have to bring up because it was phenomenal. Um, go for the gold. Wait, what is this stupid note I wrote that was like group? It was a play on words with grooms. Dang. Oh, that we've been being groomed <laughs> our entire <laughs> life to think what? What was it? It was about we were being groomed about them walking down the aisle. Yes, yeah, we've been groomed our <laughs> we've been entire groomed for that. Uh-huh. I couldn't help myself. That, so the, the delivery on that was really bad. It I was promise really you, bad. it was good in person. It's going to get better. <laughs> no, okay, pre. Cell phone, 1991, oh. bride walking down the aisle. Yes. And what a moment. So we like, we kind of like proofread the movie before we started talking. Yeah. And so she's walking down the aisle and 
everyone's eyes are on her. Mm-hmm. They're not on their phone. Yeah. And the joy yeah. and anticipation for yeah, everyone in that moment. It was a beautiful moment. It was amazing. <laughs> well, granted, they're all actors, but like... Still. <laughs> still, you're watching it's these people feel a visceral moment in an age where we hadn't had that stolen yeah. from us yet. Like, that moment was still innocent. And it wasn't like adulterated by our own expectations yep. of our vision for it. Yeah. Or worrying about getting a crappy iPhone photo to just to do what post with. that you were there or whatever. So it's, just, uh, it's a lot. It but was, it was so, so nice. It was <laughs> beautiful. When I will say like we asked our guests to put their phones away and, um, I remember what it felt like to have the attention of everyone in the room. And I think that like, that moment is so sacred and beautiful that seeing it like in its most like innocent form was so refreshing. Yes. It is so refreshing. Just things aren't refreshing if it hasn't been tarnished by a lot of other things. Yeah. This is dumb. But speaking of refreshing slash refreshments, I have to say this. (laughs) When they go, we've been groomed for. Yes. Okay, I knew something. Yeah, something was off. So we went into, or not we, we went into Frank's office. I wish. <laughs> no, they go into Frank's office and Frank offers them three drinks and all my wedding vendors are about to laugh. He offers them espresso, Pellegrino, champagne. I was like, oh my gosh, we've been groomed that those are our three favorite drinks. Like literally, those are the top three <laughs> things that I would order anywhere. And I would be like, yes, I feel so happy and fancy right now because I got yeah. Pellegrino or my champ or... Really? Why are we messing around with coffee? Okay. Hated it. I want you to do yours. Okay. Hated it. Uh, Bows in your hair. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. (laughs) We are not five-year-old girls. Okay. I don't see it coming back. It better not. But put your bow on your butt. Don't put your bow in your hair. (laughs) I do have a scrunchie with a bow on it. No, girl, wearing it at home. No. Okay. Uh I need you to retire it. It hasn't made. It would be fine for Emmy. Listen, I wear it at home, and I have really long hair, so it kind of works. But those bows, like the perfect satin, like no. bows, like Lola Bunny oh, bow. Man. I can't. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a lot. It was that was too much. That's the only thing that I was like. No. I mean, not the only thing, but that was a major thing where I was like, no. What about yeah. you? What's your hated it? For it has to be for the wedding itself, correct? Uh, yeah. I think so. Aesthetic, yeah. Aesthetic yeah. Wise. Aesthetic. Hated it. My hated it would be the flow of the house. Yeah. I hated that... Cocktail hour should have been outside. Cocktail hour. In the, in the snow. <laughs> oh, it was snowing. <laughs> they had no choice. Maybe they originally meant for it to be. Maybe. That's what we're going to decide. Yeah. I, but they did decorate inside a lot. For I know. I think it was there. always meant to be inside. I it was more like a that, rave up in there. <laughs> I hated that George couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Like, I hated that the flow of that, the, mm-hmm. it felt like had a candle been knocked over, they all would have that, died. That's true. It was too It would have turned people. fast. I, it felt like more than 150 people. It did. It really did. Maybe there were some wedding crashers. Oh, <laughs> you are lame. Um, but yeah, so for me, the flow, and then I also just find it weird that he was expected to pay for his aunt's, his family's airfare from Norway or wherever the heck they were from. Why was that a thing? Like, that's not the father of the bride's responsibility Mm-mm. to get the groom's family yeah. over. That's it's really their not. responsibility. Exactly. That's my other hated it. Yeah. I, I have one more guys. hated it. Okay. It's go. not, yours are like big and important and mine's like, ew, gloves, ew. Okay, gloves, <laughs> ew. But it was cold outside. Okay, you're right. 
But why those? Let's have a muff instead. Yeah, but it was I just wanted to say, You just wanted to say muff. <laughs> okay, You're so the, basically, obviously, I thought the bridesmaids looked like crap. <laughs> I could see us making some small alterations to those gowns yes. and not hating them at all. Right. But the way they were styled. The bow and the gloves. It's the double bow yeah. on most of them. If they had like, long hair, then it was double yeah, bow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was that. The also, was, I didn't love... Her hair. No, it's her because up. of her neck collar line. neck. Yeah, her neckline and her hair length. They I, I feel like she should have put it up, but you know, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, I guess maybe she was like, "It's cold outside." A little yeah. Right now? I don't know. Or maybe it was too short to put up. I don't know. We were, you know, we weren't there, but I would have asked her as a good friend. Yeah. Are you, Are you sure? sure you don't want to put your hair? Up? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with all of the loves mm-hmm. and needed it, which is all the more reason brides that you should do a trial and have it photographed um yes you, you know shameless plug like. on bridal sessions no i'm yeah. just kidding okay we are now on our uh, maid of honor slash villain segment so i'm gonna ask you first um or do you want me to go first maid of honor <sighs> this one was hard for me because like i said with Frank, I would go back and forth, things that he didn't do right and things that he did. And it obviously couldn't be George because he just got in the way so much that, like, I'm honestly just going to have to go with Frank because okay. I feel like when he was a little difficult, he was fighting for what the bride wanted. And yeah. so I will, take, I will take that. And... A day getting wrecked by weather like that, I mean, he showed up. And even though you have not seen Father of the Bride 2, what we know is their family becomes so trusting of him and invites him so much into their life mm-hmm. that he eventually plans a double baby shower for them a few oh, years later. Cute. So, like, they obviously, he obviously made an impact on them. And, uh, yeah, I just think he shows up a lot and he's quirky and he's weird, but I think he did an excellent an excellent job. So maybe not as far as emotional maid of honor, but I would have loved to have had Frank on my team. Okay. What about you? I struggled here with this one. It wasn't as black and white as, as normal for me. I am super torn between the mother, the mom, yeah, her Nina. mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either Nina or dad. Yeah. Cause dad, uh, saved the day and he made things very special. He and did. of course he front the bill and he kept it together for the most part. Yeah. Um, but she really helped call him out because she knew him well and she told him when he needed to be and I don't know how well he would have done without her so I I think I gotta give it to mom Nina yeah Nina she's steady Nina and even even when she was the six-year-old at dinner saying getting married Nina was like knew that she needed to be happy for her Mm -hmm. she knew she needed to set her feelings aside and I think she acted the way everybody would want their mom to act she was totally on team bride I agree I think that's the thing about this movie that's so great and it's so feel good is that I could almost pinpoint just about anybody yeah. and say that like it was refreshing. That yeah, way. yeah, it was full of good people who love each other, and yeah. I think that that's amazing. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I okay. completely agree. We so, have decided for the villain that well, we don't tell it. each other each other's right. maid of honor or villain. Right. So this we we discuss things, but not this part. So this is always a nice surprise at the end, and we think we should just say the villain at the same time. So, you ready? On three. One, One, two, two three. three. Brian. <laughs> I thought about Brian because I, you know, yes. I, Who wants to go first here? I don't know what to do. I'll go first because I think mine will be shorter. Okay. And we'll agree on some things for... Same for you because he was on my list. Okay, so I think Brian is the villain of this movie. The groom, by the way. The groom. And I, I eventually come to love Brian, yeah. especially in the second movie. I really respect him, but like... 
how dare you fall in love with a girl and not encourage her to tell her parents and then like propose and then just send her home and be like, have fun telling them about me. Like, and he walks in and he's like, hi, dad. Hi, dad. Mm -mm. No, no, Brian. No, I just am like, I have a daughter and you know what? I am all for falling in love and finding your soulmate. But like, as that soulmate, I expect that he would respect you and your family enough to encourage you to make them aware of your existence. Preach, girl. Okay. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes. George would not have Never. been such a hot mess yes. if he had seen it coming. Yep. I think every dad struggles with their little girl growing up, but George was not afforded the time he deserves yes. as right. a good father yep. to deal with that transition. And so, Brian, boo. Agreed. I think key takeaway there is uh, that you need to think about how something's going to be received and how you would feel. And as a parent, yes. throwing something in their face all of a sudden and being 100% is never going to go well. No. So, you know, don't Ooh. do it. Me, I chose dad. I kind of chose him to be the villain and the maid of honor. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel does. like he did both. He teetered yeah. um, on making things difficult and not like when he was like you're not getting married and that's final that's not the foot you want to start on and that has to hurt so no any of guilt or bad feelings she had in the beginning were all because, because her dad, dad wasn't handling it well which is again her fault maybe i should have made her the villain because you don't come home and be like I'm getting married but yeah so i think really it was just he had to learn um he had to work through a lot of things and then he did and then he totally was on team and then he saved it made of honor and saved it so i like it was a true like yeah because you both you can as a parent you're kind of both all the time so yeah true do you think it's kind of weird that the only thing annie stood up for in the entire wedding in regards to her in the entire movie in regards to her wedding was serving veal yeah that that's was. the stood up for I feel like maybe the movie itself was paid to encourage veal sales you know let's maybe? let's bring it back to business okay <laughs> I don't know I, I what mean, a weird thing we hear her opinion on wedding decisions once what and it's veal. on veal hey you get to pick your top three things people <laughs> I mean I guess if you don't want veal whatever too bad don't Actually, eat that's so weird she you're eats. gonna eat what I serve or you're not gonna eat at all okay <laughs> <laughs> she defaults to them for the cake and all kinds of things so that, to me, is a little bit fictitious. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. George was definitely both. He was. He he did the damn thing. I mean, he went to jail <laughs> because of wedding stress. Like, I go hard. Someone is not. He needs some self-care yeah. at the end of every I, night. I hope he got a massage. Hey, it ended with him and his wife dancing, and I thought that was a really beautiful oh, way to circle it back and make it what it's all about. Which, yeah, I agree. You know, you guys, if you haven't seen Father of the Bride, I hadn't seen it in my adult life, so I'm glad Jennifer chose this one to be the first. It was very beautiful and full so of all good. the feelings and emotion, and the wedding really, truly is beautiful. You should have yourself uh, a, a Pellegrino or an espresso or a champagne, and you should sit down and enjoy the movie. You should. Um, one thing I think we are both super excited about is just hearing, too, like, Y'all's favorite movies, y'all's favorite wedding episodes of TV. I know for me, I cannot wait to do Phyllis and Bob Vance Vance Refrigeration's wedding from The <laughs> Office. Um, we've got all kinds of things we're excited yeah. about. We haven't decided on the time frame for this last one, but we think a couple times a year, we'd love to hear y'all's favorite episode. We'll Please. have a vote, and then we'll do a styled shoot based yes. on that episode. <laughs> yeah. How wild is that? We're also thinking, hopefully, eventually, we can get to where we're doing, like, uh, lock-ins, where yes. you wear PJs, and we eat popcorn, and we all watch movies together, and record some of the commentary, and just 
for fun. It's just nice to feel like you have somebody, if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur, it's nice to feel like you have somebody you can just BS with. For sure. Well, and like we don't have coworkers necessarily. Yeah. So we are honored that you are spending time listening to us and letting us kind of be your cubicle mate and enjoy some just like good, clean fun. Exactly. So yeah, this has been the Wedding Crashers podcast and uh, rule number one. Never, Never leave a crasher behind. behind. <laughs> I think it's just crasher. My bad. I said wedding crasher. You're forgiven. <laughs> <laughs>